Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 25. In this chapter, we have the record of the death of Samuel, and then we have David's dealings with Nabal and Abigail. Let's begin by reading the first 17 verses. Then Samuel died, and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him and buried him at his home in Ramah. And David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife, Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent ten young men, and David said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, Peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all that you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers. Your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them. Nor was there anything missing from them all the while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your eyes, for we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand to your servants and to your son David. So when David's young men came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David and who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shearers and give it to men when I do not know where they are from? So David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these words. Then David said to his men, Every man gird on his sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us both by night and day, all the time we were with them keeping the sheep. Now therefore know and consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household, for he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. Let's begin our study of this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 25, with some background notes. The wilderness of Paran was south of Hebron, and here a rich rancher named Nabal lived with his beautiful and wise wife, Abigail. It must have been an arranged marriage, because it doesn't seem logical that such a beautiful and intelligent woman would have selected such a harsh and evil man as a husband. Beauty and Beast, that is, Nabal and Abigail, lived in a rich area of Maon, where David had spent some time before in chapter 23. Nabal's business was in nearby Carmel. Here, Nabal owned 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. These were large flocks and a measure of Nabal's wealth. Because David and his men were camped in the same area, they naturally formed a protective barrier against any sheep stealing or robbery of Nabal. So on a festive day, when Nabal was shearing his sheep, David decided to ask Nabal for a little provision for his men in return for his protection of Nabal and Nabal's business and Nabal's men. 
But Nabal did not respond in kindness. In fact, he not only sent David's men away empty-handed, but he denounced his character as well. When David heard of Nabal's response, he was enraged and told 400 of his men to gird on their swords and follow him. David was about to take his own revenge. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points for 1 Samuel chapter 25. Doctrinal point number one. God allows the Nabals to test our faith and patience. God allows the Nabals to test our faith and patience. In chapter 24, David passed a great test of faith and patience. But now here in chapter 25, David is again tested and he fails, almost with disastrous results. Now, to be sure, Nabal was not a nice guy and was unfair and unjust in his dealings with David. But such behavior did not require capital punishment. We can understand why David was enraged. But David lost control of himself when he told his men to put on their swords with the intent of wiping out Nabal and robbing his ranch. David should have waited on the Lord as he did in chapter 24. David failed the test of faith and patience here in chapter 25. Now, even though David was prevented from carrying out his wrong intentions by the intervention of Abigail, David still failed the test of faith and patience. What about us? God tests our faith and patience, and often he uses Nabal-like people and situations to do so. Do we pass the test? Or do we become enraged and gird on our swords, as it were, and go out to take revenge? Are we able to bite our tongues and control our anger and pass the test as we wait on God? James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 says that passing the test of faith produces patience, and passing the test of patience produces Christian maturity. James 1, 3 and 4. How are we doing? Do you know any Nables? God allows the Nables to test our faith and patience. Doctrine point number two. God provides the Abigails to save the day. God provides the Abigails to save the day. Verses 18 through 35. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five seahs of roasted grain, 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of figs, and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, Go on before me. See, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So it was, as she rode on the donkey, that she went down under cover of the hill. And there were David and his men coming down toward her, and she met them. Now David had said, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belongs to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so, and more also to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my lord, on me let this iniquity be, and please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my lord whom you sent. 
Now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant. For the Lord will certainly make my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life. But the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemies he shall sling out, as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause, or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him, and said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Abigail intervened as a peacemaker and saved the day for David. Let's notice the way Abigail approached David and learn the lessons for being a peacemaker today. Abigail brought a gift of food to meet the needs of David and his men. Meeting felt needs goes a long way in peacemaking. She showed humility and spoke softly, as Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath. Furthermore, Abigail acknowledged the truth that David was in the right and Nabal was in the wrong. But that still did not justify David shedding blood. David could not get around the logic of her argument. And finally, Abigail reminded David that as king, he would not want a bloodbath on his record, and he agreed. David's emotional outburst of wrath subsided, and he listened to reason and called off the attack. Abigail saved the day. Are we peacemakers like Abigail? The Lord Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Let's follow the peacemaking steps of Abigail and thank the Lord for the Abigails he provides. God provides the Abigails to save the day. Now what about practical application? Let God handle the navels. Let God handle the navels. Verses 36 through 44. Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was, holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing, little or much, until morning light. So it was in the morning when the wine had gone out from Nabal, and his wife had told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he became like a stone. Then it happened after about ten days that the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord, who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and has kept his servant from evil. 
For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her, saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, Here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. So Abigail arose in haste and rode on a donkey, attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and so both of them were his wives. But Saul had given Michael, his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, the son of Laish, who was from Galim. There may be a spiritual picture here in Abigail's marriage to David, the rightful king. It may picture our marriage to Christ, the true king. So that spiritual picture may be here. But the big practical application, of course, is let God handle the Nabals. There will always be some Nabals around that God uses to test us. It may be a neighbor. It may be a person you work with or work for. God has ways of dealing with these Nabals. You know, I know of a case where God took out a Nabal with lightning because he wrongly took advantage of a godly Christian. Now, it's not always that dramatic, but God has his ways. So let God handle the Nabals.